Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the PID webinar. Uh, this is Nadeem Ulhaq. We are ready to start the webinar. Today, I think this is a very happy occasion for two reasons. One is that PID has research that we have showcased. Our two researchers have papers. Abdul Jalil or Hafsa Hina. Exchange rate policy is one subject that we seldom take up. Um, Pakistani research has relatively been silent on exchange rate policy. I don't know why it has been a major problem for us for the last 70 years. And I say that advisedly because the first exchange rate policy mistake was made in 1948 when we refused to follow um, India's devaluation. Um, so I think we've always been wrong in exchange rate policy, but yet research, economic research in Pakistan has seldom studied the subject of exchange rates. So at the PID, we have done a paper, two or three papers on exchange rates, maybe more, four or five papers. Hafsayana and Jalil have done some good work and we are going to examine those papers, but even better, we've got Mr. Riaz Riazuddin, uh, the, um, a very famous economist, as well as one of our best economists, who was also the governor of the Central Bank. Ariya um, Sub spent a lot of time in uh, setting up the research department in the uh, Central Bank. And uh, he is mainly responsible for the good work that has been done there. So it's, uh, um, I'm very happy that we've been able to uh, get him to come and talk to our webinar. Uh, he's not an easy man to get hold of, but he's be nice to us and come here. So we've got, I think, a very good uh, webinar here on exchange rates um, with some research from PID and of course, Riyaz Sub's experience. Riyaz Sub has a lot of experience or in coffee inside details on exchange rate. He took a bold step on exchange rate when he was in uh, the straight state bank. So I think we'll have a lovely webinar, and we'll learn a lot from this, at least I will, and I have reading these papers. Uh, and I think it would be wise if our policymakers also understood this, that research helps in, in making better policy. Unfortunately, our policymakers are not um, attuned to uh, hearing these things, but we'll continue to do our work. So with that, let's move on to learning about exchange rate policy. Jalil Saab, will you go first or will Hafsa? Um, I'd like you to present our research, then we'll turn to our chief guest, Riyaz Saab, to present, um, you know, uh, to, to discuss exchange rate policy more broadly. Thank sure, you. Uh, thank you, sir. Sure, sir. I will go for first. Mansoor Saab, are you visible? Yes, sir. Visible, okay. sir. Okay. Uh, sir, I have a small presentation. Uh, the primary motivation uh, is to give a review of our uh, two recently published knowledge briefs regarding the exchange rate uh, uh, policy. Uh, <clears throat> the title of these knowledge briefs are the exchange rate policy must seek under valuation. And the second one is what we know about the exchange rate pass through. Uh, uh, first, I will give uh, a brief review of the, our first paper, and then uh, uh, I will go for the second one. Our The title of our first uh, paper is Exchange Rate Policy Must Seek Under Valuation. Uh, the two issues uh, have been discussed in uh, this uh, uh, knowledge brief. The first one is, is there any relationship between currency undervaluation 
or overvaluation with the economic activities and how much the prevailing uh, nominal exchange rate in Pakistan is far from the equilibrium exchange rate. Jaleel sir, by the way, tell me, undervaluation, overvaluation, what is it? I'm telling you, sir. I'm telling you, sir. And then uh, uh, we adopted the two-step methodology. The first, we comprehensively reviewed uh, the literature on the linkages of undervaluation and overvaluation. And then we uh, uh, attempted to calculate the nominal exchange rate in the... Uh, without central bank interventions. Just like Nadeem sir said that before moving on, we take definition of four What is currency misalignment? What is overvaluation? And what is undervaluation? And then uh, what is the, uh, the central bank intervention? Uh, it will help us. The misaligned currency means that the exchange rate that inconsistent with the satisfactory macroeconomic fundamentals of our, our country uh, the macroeconomic fundamentals means here the current account deficit, the, uh, our fiscal deficit, our interest rate, our foreign exchange reserve, reserves, our et cetera, et cetera. And if the currency is misaligned, then it may be overvalued or undervalued. And an overvalued exchange rate implies that a country's currency is too high for the state of the economy. Again, the state of the economy means that the macroeconomic fundamentals. Uh, uh, an overvalued exchange rate means that the, currency, the country's exports will be relatively expensive and the, importers, the imports will be cheaper. On the other hand, the undervaluation means that the rate at which it can be exchanged for the other world currency is too low. And on contrary to overvaluation, if the currency is undervaluation then the currency of the country is undervalued, then it results in the current account surpluses. And on the other hand, uh, then uh, when uh, uh, the central bank intervenes in the exchange market through buying and selling uh, foreign exchange to keep the local currency under value or over value. Uh, okay, what we have done, we uh, reviewed 43 studies uh, out of them, uh, the 28 were the cross country studies and 15 were the country uh, specific studies. And the variety of uh, macroeconomic method uh, econometric methodologies and the variety of samples are used in these uh, uh, studies, and almost all of them have a consensus that uh, that uh, the, uh, the undervaluation have a positive impact on the economic activities of the country, and uh, the overvaluation have a negative impact on the, uh, uh, the on the economic growth or uh, the uh, economic activities of the country. About uh, out of 30 studies, out of 40 studies were showing that the undervaluation have a positive impact on the uh, um, economic activities of the country. And <clears throat> what uh, the, the literature cites the example of outward oriented policies in the Asian, uh, East Asian countries when they were discussing about the positive impact of the undervaluation of the currency uh, on the macroeconomic uh, activities of the, of the countries the overvalued currency hurt the Latin American and African countries' economic growth following the inward-oriented policies. Uh, there were uh, a, a, a number of channels uh, which were uh, telling about that how the undervaluations and the overvaluations were impacting the economic growth. Uh, um, uh, for example, uh, that the, uh, the profit of the firm, the productivity and the innovation and the many other things. But there was one very interesting uh, observation from the Danny Roderick that he notes that the market failures and the bad institutions affect the tradable sectors in the uh, developing countries. Therefore, the currency undervaluation might 
work to correct the market distortion and the positively uh, impact the economic growth. This was uh, the outcome of the uh, um, uh, of the literature, right? And what we have done in the case of Pakistan, we argue that the State Bank of Pakistan continuously pursuing the policy of keeping exchange rate parity overvalued by supporting the foreign exchange market through the central bank interventions. So uh, we uh, argue that the, uh, the, the, the currency is misaligned and overvalued. And now we have to calculate the misalignment, uh, the how much is the, uh, the nominal currency is the uh, overvalued in the, uh, or misaligned in the country. There are several methods uh, which can be used to calculate the misalignment of the exchange rate like purchasing power parity, like fundamental equilibrium exchange rate, like the desired equilibrium exchange rate, and the behavioral equilibrium exchange rate, the permanent equilibrium exchange rate, and, the, and, the, and many other techniques. But here, in this paper, we followed the suggestions of IMF, and we used a macroeconometric model uh, that takes the several variables into account, keep, keeping the dynamics uh, of the Pakistan economy in view. And uh, we uh, calculate used uh, the structural wall model, uh, structural uh, war model to uh, construct the uh, this uh, to, to to calculate the uh, uh, the counterfactual nominal exchange rate. The important thing is that uh, since we are arguing that the SPP manages uh, the manages the um, exchange rate parity through the interventions, foreign exchange interventions. Therefore, we simulate the nominal exchange rate with and without uh, foreign exchange rate inter, uh, foreign exchange interventions. Uh, this is the outcome of the, uh, our uh, simulations. Uh, the blue line is showing the uh, exchange rate with no interventions, and actual, uh, the red line is showing the actual uh, exchange rate, which is uh, prevailing in the market. And this is the finding of our first uh, knowledge uh, brief. If state bank does not intervene to support the foreign exchange market, then the nominal exchange rate would have been higher around the 17% as compared to the current level. Uh, the second one is that our estimate shows that SPP has provided cumulative direct market support about $120 billion from January 1991 to August 20. And the third observation we uh, of our paper is that the overvalued exchange rate largely subsidized the imported consumption and distorted the competitiveness of uh, exportable items. Uh, this led to a higher trade deficit and the balance of payment crisis and ultimately the IMF bailout packages. Uh, now the issue is this: if the if the evidence is so strong that the undervalued exchange rate has a positive impact. Uh, on the economic growth, then why SPP don't let it on the free float? This question leads us to the fear of float. The, one of the main reasons of the fear of floating arises from the exchange rate pass through as well, along with the other things like the lack of uh, the credibility of monetary authority and the inflation targeting. And what is exchange rate pass through? Exchange rate pass through is the effect of exchange rate changes on the domestic prices. Uh, that's why uh, we conducted a research that, but do we know uh, uh, the, um, about the exchange rate pass-through? Uh, the same uh, thing, the same issues like that, the, what is the extent of exchange rate pass-through around the world? And how much the, is the exchange rate pass-through in the case of Pakistan? Again, we uh, used the same uh, methodology that we will review the literature um, about the rest of the world. And secondly, then we will uh, uh, calculate our own exchange rate pass through in the case of Pakistan. 
this is the table uh, which is showing the degree of exchange rate pass through in the emerging markets. Uh, this is the main conclusion of this table. Number first, uh, there's a huge variation in the uh, degree of exchange rate pass through among the emerging market economies. Uh, you can see that the exchange rate pass through varies from 0% to 60, 70% in, in some of the cases even. And the second one is that the, the degree of exchange rate pass through is nonlinear and asymmetric. That is the variation in the exchange rate impact differently on, inflation, uh, on the inflation rate in the case of appreciation or the depreciation. And the third one is the degree of exchange uh, rate pass through is sensitive to the level of inflation of the country. That is, it may be the different in the high inflation episode than a low inflation episode of the country. And third one, the exchange rate regime does not matter uh, for the degree of exchange rate uh, pass through. That the literature at least uh, doesn't guide us um, regarding the exchange rate regimes on the degree of exchange rate pass through on inflation. There is a huge variation in the degree of the exchange rate pass through in our selected sample. Even the similar type of exchange rate regime are showing the different uh, degrees of the exchange rate pass through. So we can conclude that we cannot claim that the exchange rate regime may explain the degree of exchange rate pass through or not. So uh, managed floating or floating or free, uh, free floating or fixed exchange rate doesn't matter in this case. So then what we have done, we have done the exchange rate pass through, uh, uh, calculated the estimate of exchange rate pass through in case of Pakistan. Before that, we uh, 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 also reviewing the four uh, important studies in the case of Pakistan, but was um, uh, one of them was from the Zulfikar Hadran Sarjah Shasa from the State Bank of Pakistan, and then Ahmed and Minhaj and uh, Chaudhary and Khan and uh, Dr. Atif Jafri has also uh, done on the exchange rate pass through, uh, which is not mentioned in this table. And then we, uh, uh, um, calculated by ourselves, you can see that there's a variety of uh, econometric methodologies are there, variety of variables and a variety of samples. Even then, uh, even then, the long run uh, exchange rate pass through uh, remains between the 7% uh, percent to the 15% and the short run is the 1% to 3, uh, 3 or 4% irrespective of the methodology and the data. So this is uh, showing that that the exchange rate pass through, at least in the case of Pakistan, is not very much high. That's why these numbers should inform the fear of nominal exchange rate fluctuation, and especially for the future depreciation or devaluation or overvaluation for us. So, uh, this, uh, uh, sir, this is end from my side. Sir. Thank you, sir. Sir, your sir. Thank you very much, Jaleel sir. Thank you very much. So, I mean, it's very clear that contrary to the international evidence, we have kept the exchange rate overvalue through most of our history. Um, and also we've learned that the exchange rate pass-through may not be as high as we think it is. On both these things, research informs us. I don't think we got enough research on these subjects. It's the first time that we got something comprehensive. So I hope this will be used. But let's turn to the Five currency crisis by Hafsa Hanna. Go ahead. Okay, thank you, sir. Uh, uh, um, in this knowledge brief, we have discussed, uh, and I'm going to present the five currency crises of Pakistan. Uh, first, I uh, have to explain that currency crisis refer to a situation when country faces a significant and unwanted depreciation of currency at the cost of de uh, declining foreign exchange reserves. In case of Pakistan, we have uh, been uh, uh, we have seen several such cases in the last 30 years. 
where we maintain an unrealistic exchange rate in the face of declining reserves, such as in 1993, 1999, 2000, 2008, and 2019. The first crisis happened in 1993 when Pakistani rupee was devalued by 10%. The reason behind the devaluation was the massive devaluation of Indian currency, which increased Indian textile export in Pakistan exporting area. Due to this devaluation, reserves had declined both in terms of import and both uh, and in terms of short-term trade to a very low level. Um, here, I want to explain that uh, normally three-month coverage of imports are considered as adequate, and similarly, uh, the reserve to short-term uh, uh, short-term debt ratio is uh, considered as uh, uh, share short-term debt ratio of one is considered as normal, which means that a country can withstand a simple stress test in uh, which the front account and excess capital market are made for the year. Uh, but if we uh, we can also note that uh, that before this sharp depreciation, the inflation differential between Pakistan and partner countries were growing significantly. Uh, if you put this fact together, it becomes obvious that uh, State Bank of Pakistan was trying to keep an uh, artificial exchange rate level. Now come to the second crisis. We call it a foreign currency deposit crisis because in 1990, dollarization increased as the State Bank of Pakistan was uh, allowing banks to take dollar deposits and then lend to the State Bank of Pakistan, but at the end of the decade, the liabilities of State Bank of Pakistan stood at $11 billion. And uh, the reserves in turn of imports declined to two to three weeks of imports, and the net reserves was growing into the negative territory through this period. In 1998, Indian nuclear tests hit the economy by imposing restriction on capital outflows. There followed a period of unrevealing the foreign currency deposits into bonds and dual exchange rate regime. The currency depreciated by 13%. In 1999, State Bank of Pakistan replaced two-tier exchange rate system with a market-based exchange rate system in which domestic currency is allowed to move within a band of 52.102-52.30 rupees per US dollar. In July 2000, uh, finally, the flexible exchange rate system was achieved, and with the adaptation of flexible exchange rate system, the volatility of exchange rate increased dramatically, and the rupees depreciated from 57.5 to 60.9 per US dollar. The total depreciation in the, the over the, the two years was around 28%. The third crisis is the fixed rate of 2000. In the Musharraf era, uh, the exchange rate was fixed at 60. Uh, in this period, economic performance and balance of payment were improved. Worker remittances was increased, and overall debt to GDP ratio declined with a generous debt reshaping in 2000. As a result, SVP was able to purchase $83.0 billion from foreign exchange market to control the excess liquidity. From 2001 to 2003, nominal exchange rate uh, was appreciated by 6% and the foreign exchange reserves increased by 398%, which was approximately equivalent to the 8 month of imports. However, when the nominal exchange was fixed at 60 rupees, the real exchange rate was appreciating because the domestic inflation remained higher than the rest of the world. As we can see that uh, that our domestic inflation has always higher than the foreign inflation, but the gap rises from 2004 to 2009, and after that it has been declining. 
therefore real exchange rate was opposite to the nominal exchange rate and exchange rate pressure also started growing uh, in 2006 which required to increase the interest rate before 2006 state bank was maintaining negative real interest rate policy in order to improve the economic growth but due to inflationary pressure the spp um, had to uh, rise the policy rate from 4% to 8% uh, within a few months uh, but real interest rate remained negative um, as we said that the in this period uh, uh, worker remittances uh, was high but the current account deficit uh, current account moved into a deficit in 2004 and 5 due to high oil prices Therefore, we can say that uh, despite a large increase in oil prices and budget deficit, SBP let rate be fixed till 2008. The boom in the country that was created by rescheduling and the growth of the period was endangered by unrealistic exchange rate policy. During this period, not only the exchange rate was allowed to appreciate in real term, but also the interest uh, rate in real term was also uh, declining too. facilitated domestic currency so the currency crisis was inevitable the fourth crisis happened in 2008 due to global financial crisis which stored the global demand and fall in commodity prices which hurt pakistani economy through trade imbalances and significant reduction in remittances and capital inflows the uh, fixed back of 2000 then resulted in another currency crisis as reserve uh, reserves was uh, were quickly used up to decline to defend the peg and the rupee lost its value by 21% and the exchange rate reached to the level of 80 rupees per us dollar the, the fifth uh, crisis is the dark fixed rate in 2014 uh, the currency uh, domestic currency was appreciated by uh, 7% and the reason behind this appreciation is that the government of PMLN had uh, relied mostly on borrowing loans from friendly countries to build up foreign exchange reserves Foreign exchange increased from 5.67 billion dollars to 8.770 billion in a few months, and the finance minister willfully willfully fixed the exchange rate despite much public opposition. And in defence of the rate, substantial reserve was lost due to this fixed rate. From 2017 to 2019, a series of depreciation were allowed as reserves continued to decline. Uh, in the mid of uh, 2019 the exchange rate had depreciated by 67% that is from 98 rupees to 164 rupees per us dollar and finally the uh, uh, pakistani rupee settled at 155 per us dollar after an imf program had been signed and uh, we have used the exchange market pressure index uh, proposed by kemski in order to identify the uh, currency crisis and the exchange market pressure identifies the same period of currency crisis that is 1993 1996 2000 2008 and 2019 and uh, there was uh, and in this period there was a massive decline in foreign exchange reserves such as 31% in 1993 51% in 1996 and 31% in 2008 and 10% in 2019 So, uh, from this uh, knowledge brief, we have learned that uh, let the exchange rate be market determined, and state bank uh, should not try to use uh, reserves to fix the value of exchange rate, except to deal with very short-term disorderly conditions, uh, currency crisis, or attack 
happen if the SBP attempt to use reserve to hold the exchange rate against the market. In the end, market wins and destabilize the rate. Uh, destabilize the rate. And thank you. This is for my side. Thank you, Hafsa. Thank you. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You see that um, repeated mistakes at trying to manage the exchange rate in the face of the market has led to huge devaluation um, that we've seen um, from five uh, when I was a kid to now 165. Um, I don't know what we can say about this. Repeatedly, the state bank wasted its reserves on uh, defending the currency and repeatedly loses the game. This is a game that is well known and many central banks, including the US and the UK have, and the European Union have learned that you can't stand in the face of the market for too long and you can't maintain overvalued currency. So we've got three points here that I should note before to, uh, to go to Riyal Sab to comment and to give us his uh, you know, uh, keynote address. One, that the stance of the um, exchange rate policy should be to keep it undervalued. Two, that the pass-through is not as large as people assume. It's something that should be calculated and kept under constant review. Three, we have tried to use reserves to defend currency values that are indefensible by the fundamentals, and we have lost reserves repeatedly. So what should our exchange rate policy be in the light of these three very important empirical findings? I'll turn to Riyaz Saab on that because Riyaz Saab has, has very good knowledge on this subject and uh, knows it better than all of us. Riyaz Saab, over to you. Thank you, Nadeem. <clears throat> and thank you for initial remarks about me. Uh, I will briefly, first, I will briefly describe the history of exchange rate management and bear in mind that some of the things have been said by you as well as other speakers. Pakistan adopted a regime of fixed exchange rate pegged with UK pound sterling in August 1947. Pegged was changed to US dollar in 1971, but the fixed regime continued till 1981. Many years after the failure of Bretton Woods system of fixed exchange rates, Pakistan adopted a managed floating regime in 1982, which continued till 1998, when a dual exchange rate regime was introduced for a brief period in the aftermath of the nuclear detonation. With the unification of dual exchange rates, an allegedly market-based system was introduced in 1999 is still in vogue at present. A few phrases can aptly characterize the exchange rate management in Pakistan. In fact, there are three phrases. Fear of depreciation, fear of floating, and devotion to overvaluation. These phrases also signify the balance of payment cycles in Pakistan. Nominal exchange rate stability, leading to BOP crisis, requiring some correction, leading to short-lived joy brought about by overvaluation, its devotion and repeat of the cycle leading to crisis again. This is the unfortunate history of balance of payments and exchange rate management in our country. 
Before I talk about present and future, it is necessary to put the historic exchange rate policy mindset in context. In July 1949, you have also mentioned it initially, UK devalued its pound sterling by 31%. All Commonwealth countries did the same, but Pakistan did not. Hence, the Pak rupee appreciated by 44% against the pound. This was presumably a conscious policy move and the beginning of import substitution strategy followed by Pakistan. Importing capital goods cheaply because of overvalued rupee to kickstart the industrialization process seemed like a good idea and probably worked well in the beginning. However, industrialization at that time was highly capital intensive and did not lead to significant job creation. Also, Pakistan soon faced external financing problems. I ask a question, was the import substitution strategy successful? This is not the time to dwell on this question, but even if it was successful in the beginning, it led to BOP crises due to overvaluation of rupee. Our devotion to overvaluation is very old and deeply entrenched in our economic policy making mindset. This devotion led to a process of external borrowing, which will continue in foreseeable future. My own view is that import substitution strategy did more harm than good and is still doing it. This view is also reflected in a paper by Hamid and Mir that was published in Lahore School of Economics Journal in 2017. Devotion to overvaluation is so explicitly present in our economic history as well as present that it is difficult to fathom the actual reasons behind it. For example, in November 1967, UK again devalued its pound sterling by 14%, but Pakistan again could not devalue. As a result, rupee again appreciated by 16% against the pound. I am saying it is difficult to fathom because I thought that the mistake of 1948, by that time, everybody should know and should not repeat that mistake, but that was repeated and deliberately. But uh, luckily, some sense prevailed in 1982 when Pakistan adopted a managed floating regime. It certainly helped increasing the export-import ratio, which increased from 47% in 1983 to about 85% in 1999. <clears throat> Yet the fear of floating prevented the managers to keep the exchange rate more flexible. Exchange rate adjustments came but were not of sufficient strength to prevent a BOP crisis. <clears throat> One would expect that a market-based regime would promote exports, but the manner in which the so-called market-based regime was managed, it did the opposite. The export-import ratio declined from 96%, 96, uh, 96 in 2003, to 46% in 2019. This regime proved to be worse than the managed floating regime. 
This, of course, does not mean that market-based regime is inferior to managed floating. It means that market-based regime was not implemented properly. So I ask a question, is the market determined regime working satisfactorily at present? According to SBP annual report for the fiscal year 20, there was an appreciation in REER of 2.3%, despite a nominal, nominal depreciation in NEER of 5%. One can ask again, why was this depreciation in NEER not enough to fully offset the real appreciating pressure of relative prices? While I do not have the answer to this question, I appreciate the improvement in the ratio of SBP reserves to base money from 21.8% in June 2018 to 27.6% in November 2020. Exp Is this enough of a progress to prevent any... Yes? No, no, go ahead, go ahead, sorry, you missed you. Go ahead. Uh, is this enough of a progress to prevent any BOP crisis in future? Unless real value of Park Rupee is kept undervalued on a consistent basis for a long period of time, answer to this question cannot be an affirmative. And I think uh, your research, your own research, Dr. Jalil's research have shown this to be true. So what is the way forward? Proper management of market-based regime requires full operational and legal independence. SBP Act does not empower its board of directors to give any direction about exchange rate. While the SBP management does have the power under the Foreign Exchange Regulation Act, it is difficult to exercise it. Therefore, it is crucial for a well-functioning market-based regime that it is led by SBP Board of Directors, and this will require a suitable amendment in legislation. Unless this happens, I don't think that uh, we should expect a lot of improvement from exchange rate management in Pakistan. Thank you. Thank you, Yasser. Thank you. Thank you. Coming from you, that means a lot. Um, so, but, but then tell me, I mean, where it does the problem lie? Does the central is the central bank aware through this? history that you recounted very well, is this, has the central bank been aware of what's happening in policy or not? I'll tell you one thing which, which still rankles in my brain, that A.G. and Kazi, when he came to the fund, I was a very young man then, uh, A.G. and Kazi, I think this must have been 83, 84 or something like that, and I have had the occasion to talk to him. So one thing that he told me, even at that stage, that exchange rate policy is critical and the lesson that he learned from the de major devaluation of 73 and uh, the 80 period, that keeping the exchange rate uh, correct is the best way forward. But that lesson does not seem to have been learned by the central bank, is that correct? Well, it is difficult to say that it is not learned by the central bank. Of course, you can say because the practice is coming from the State Bank of Pakistan. What I say that everybody in the State Bank, in the Research Department, in the Monetary Policy Department, Economic Policy and Research Department, and other departments, 
they understand the implications they have been putting up the right research analysis to to the management of sbp the right policy advice to the management of sbp but however as i said that those who do the research and give the advice they do not have the power to implement it and at the end it is the head of the institution uh, or the head of you know the finance ministry or the head of the country who have this power so there had been something wrong somewhere uh, from the top management uh, and the top uh, economic bosses in our country so uh, everybody knows in the state bank of pakistan that uh, exchange rate is not moving in the correct direction and uh, it has been artificially fixed around some value hmm. but uh, yes everybody knows everybody analyzed it is aware of it however it's unfortunate that the people who are doing the research and giving the policy cannot do anything about it uh, here it comes to to me the question is why is pakistan doing that sometimes i think that i don't know whether it is a moral hazard of lending agencies which uh, pakistanis got used to because the mentality in the uh, unfortunately the q block is that if we go into crisis imf will come to save us if hmm. this is the thinking i'm not sure whether this is really the thinking but that's what i have gathered in my interaction in the past interaction with the ministry of finance that if we go to crisis you know somebody is going to save us and that is usually uh, the international monetary fund and to me it seems like a moral hazard of this institution i'm not blaming imf for this uh, only we are to blame about this uh and our long term objectives are not really clearly defined i think uh and uh, what happened in 1948 sometimes i ask myself the question uh, what would have qaid azam mohammad ali jinnah did had he been alive at that time because he was not not there he died uh, before that decision took place of uh, not siding with british uh, pound sterling devaluation i am pretty sure nobody can say that but i am pretty sure given the outlook of qaid azam and the things he said during the inauguration of the state bank of pakistan to give a competitive trade structure for the country i am sure he would not have sided with that decision and uh, unfortunately uh, that decision is still lingers on and i really do not know why i do not know the mindset uh, of the milieu in which that decision was took except that you know it was a fashionable strategy for the developing countries at that time uh, import substitution strategy and a lot of famous economists really advocated for it so an uh, entire blame cannot be put on the pakistan pakistani economists of that time but after seeing uh, uh, its failure uh, within 6 or 7 years initially what happened is that the failures were concealed by uh, uh, the korean war which resulted in uh, increase in exports of pakistani uh, cotton based products 
So it was uh, concealed, but they, all the negative effects on balance payments were revealed after I think 1954-55. So it was known at that time that the strategy in terms of creating external financing problem is not working very well. And it is leading us to, to, uh, towards balance of payment difficulties and uh, forcing us to borrow externally. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Riyasab. I have some other questions, but let me go to the floor first, and then we'll come back. Uh, please uh, note the questions, folks. Uh, I'll go to the floor, get some questions. Janab Atiku Rahman, Dr. Atiku Rahman. Dr. Atiku Rahman, hai ki nahi? Can you listen to me? Ji, go ahead now. Go ahead. We can hear you. Okay. My, my question is, the depreciation works when you, uh, uh, the imports and exports both are flexible. But we see in Pakistan, the imports are mainly uh, oil and machinery and uh, the things like that. In such a scenario, how the uh, depreciation can improve? the uh, balance of trade. This is what is happening actually. If you see um, uh, the rupee depreciated by a large extent during the, uh, in, uh, after this regime, but uh, there is no improvement in export. Exports actually declined. And uh, the second thing is um, at the same time, when you, uh, when you do uh, this uh, depreciation for the purpose of improving uh, exports and balance, balance of trade, what happens? Your debt burden also increases. Do you have any account of the debt that increases on the uh, country uh, because of the depreciation? This is my question, please. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Javed Hassan Sab. Hello. Can you hear me? Uh, we can hear you. Go ahead. Achha, uh, I've been hearing this sort of mystery. Everyone seems to be mystified about why is it the case when it is so clearly, rationally, uh, you know, clear that we should be devaluing or keeping a market rate. Yet, uh, within the state bank, they know within... Yeah. ...try to delineate who the beneficiaries are and who the sufferers are and then try and correlate that with the policymakers themselves. Because it can't be simply an act of foolishness. Uh, usually these things are quite motivated. People know what they're doing. I think there has been beneficiaries in the system of this uh, overvaluation. Uh, one needs to be very honest. In this country, there's a certain uh, tradition of being polite and nice and not naming names. But I think uh, it's about time we, we, we are very clear. Now, within PIDE or uh, State Bank, have we clearly delineated who the beneficiaries are and who the sufferers are? And uh, within that, uh, see if, if there's greater good being provided with this, the overall policy of economics. So I, I don't know if that's happened. And I'd really like to know because, you know, we can keep going round and round and round and saying, oh, we don't know why is this happening. I don't think it's that much of a mystery. There must always be a good reason for things. Okay, that's my question. Good. We'll, we'll 
Go ahead, Khurram Sir. Abdul Rajli, that he he gave a very good uh, paper on uh, exchange rate pass through, but mm. like he said that in the paper it seems that exchange rate pass through in Pakistan doesn't have like any effect on the inflation, but so when we look at the newspapers like since the past few months, they all are saying that it the the overvaluation of the currency is causing inflation, and it's causing like due to the imports and all that. And so the exports, like even if we want to increase the exports, the main objective would be to to um, like improve the living standards of the common man. So, like, how you can say that it's not causing inflation because we also have to look at the import side. So that's that's from my side, sir. Thank you, sir. Okay, great. Thank you, Saeed Afridi. Assalamualaikum. Uh, well, can everybody hear me? Yes, we can. Go ahead. My question was that um, after the UK went through a disastrous uh, exchange rate management under the European ERM, um, Helen Thompson wrote a book about this, so how the, center, the Bank of England had actually been warning about the, uh, the possible crisis for the better part of about a year. Whereas the politicians and the Ministry of Finance, the exchequer over here in the UK, uh, they were not refusing to listen, but they were hoping that the, the impending crisis would go away. And it was a political decision to ride into the crisis and tweak it a little bit to get out the other end. One of the things that Alan Thompson talks about is how there was a complete disconnect between the experts at the bank and the politicians in Westminster. Now, is that disconnect, does that disconnect exist in Pakistan? Is it that the state bank knows that these things are harmful, but is powerless to stop the politicians or the Ministry of Finance? Or is this something that both play a hand in? Good, good question, good question. If Takhar Ahmed sir, then I'll turn to the floor, uh, to the speaker, sorry, the panel. Assalamualaikum, sir. Uh, my question is uh, <clears throat> that uh, how the uh, how the oil prices impact on exchange rate. Okay. okay, great. So let me turn to the panel now uh, to answer these questions, and we'll go ahead. Uh, Jalisa, will you go first? <clears throat> yes, sir. The question that uh, the how the uh, exchange rate depreciation or appreciation about the inflation. Look here. बात यह कि हम ये नहीं कह रहे हैं कि इन्फ्लेशन हर्ट बिल्कुल नहीं होता है अखबार जो कहती है वो कहती है राइट लेकिन यू नीड एजुकेटेड गेस्टिमेट्स राइट आई हैव प्रेजेंटेड नॉट ओनली माय स्टडी आई हैव रिव्यूड अबाउट सेवेंटी पेपर्स अराउंड वर्ल्ड एंड दे आर सींग दैट एक्सटेंडेड पास थ्रू एटलीस्ट इन दर्जिंग इकोनॉमीज आर नॉट वेरी मच हाई दिस इज वन थिंग नंबर टू their exchange rate pass through uh, can be affect on three type of goods if you are using the imported good possibly the exchange rate pass through will be immediate and 100% and if you are using the whole price uh, wholesale price, uh, commodities then the the pass through will be a bit lesser than the imported commodities and if you are using uh, talking about the consumer prices con uh, basket then uh, that will be the least uh, uh, pass through will be there right 
this is one thing and second thing is that how this the cycle of pass through has been completed we have calculated that the pass through the uh, exchange rate pass through takriban 1314 mahinon mein pakistan mein complete hota hai hum ye keh rahe hain ki pakistan mein pass through hai domestic prices ke upar aata hai right lekin itna zyada nahi aata ki jitna akhbaron mein wo hai ki matlab if agar aap ye luxury if you have a lot of lot of foreign exchange reserves then you can enjoy the luxury of the fixed exchange rate regime but issue ye hai ki hamare paas reserves hai nahi right aap agar अगर आपके पास माइक्रो इकोनॉमिक फंडामेंटल्स ठीक ही है ठीक नहीं है तो भले फिर आप फोन की नदियां बहा देना राइट यू हैव टू डिप्रिशिएट द एक्सचेंज रेट यू आर एक्सचेंज रेट आप उसको एक जगह पे फिक्स नहीं करके रख सकते फॉर द लॉन्गर पीरियड टाइम यू हैव टू सेल द डॉलर्स इन द मार्केट राइट द आइडिया द इशू इज दैट कि पाकिस्तान के पास ये लग्जरी नहीं है कि वी हैव अ लॉट ऑफ लॉट ऑफ फॉरेन एक्सचेंज रिजर्व्स कि हम एक सिर्फ इन्फ्लेशन को थोड़ा सा बचाने के लिए और हम बहुत सारे डॉलर्स मार्केट को पिला दें इन्फ्लेशन को कंट्रोल करने के लिए हमारे पास और भी इंस्ट्रूमेंट्स है ना हम उसको यूज कर सकते हैं सर बाकी जो सवाल थे आपके ये जो पॉलिटिकल इकोनॉमी पे इन्होंने बात की जाएगी बहुत सारी और चीजें भी हैं मुझे इनोवेटिव चीज चाहिए मुझे अच्छी चीज चाहिए मुझे और तरह से कम्पिटेटिव चीज चाहिए राइट सिर्फ एक्सचेंज रेट के आप सिर्फ ये इस चीज को हम फिक्स कर लेंगे यार एक्सचेंज रेट की वजह से एक्सपोर्ट्स बढ़ी हैं कि नहीं बढ़ी हैं उसमें और भी डायनामिक्स हो सकते हैं अगेन मैं फिर वही बात कहना चाहूंगा कि एक्सचेंज रेट फिक्स रखना चाहते हैं बहुत सारी चीजें सेटल हो जाती हैं लेकिन दिस इज अ लग्जरी वेन यू हैव अ लॉट ऑफ लॉट ऑफ फॉरन एक्सचेंज रिजर्व आप मिडिल ईस्ट कंट्रीज को देख लें जहां पे वो जो जो ऑयल एक्सपोर्ट्स करते हैं वो बड़े लंबे अरसे तक अपना एक्सचेंज रेट जो है ना वो फिक्स रखते हैं वो रख सकते हैं क्योंकि दे आर अर्निंग डॉलर्स, वी आर नॉट अर्निंग डॉलर्स, राइट हमें चूज करना है इसके ऊपर कि हम जो है ना किस चीज को वो करना चाह रहे हैं राइट और दूसरी बात डेट गैस आप एक्सचेंज रेट डिप्रिशिएट करेंगे डेट बढ़ेगा राइट नॉमिनल टर्म्स में आपका डेट जो आपकी करेंसी लोकल करेंसी टर्म है बढ़ेगा अभी भी जो हमें जो एस्टिमेट्स आ रहे हैं वो अगर जो पिछले साल में जो जितना डेप्रिसिएशन हुआ था अबाउट थ्री ट्रिलियन जो है वो डेट हमारे एक्सचेंज रेट डेप्रिसिएशन से बढ़ा है राइट तो कहने का मतलब ये है कि यू हैव टू पिक एंड चूज बहुत सारे आपके जब माइक्रो इकोनॉमिक फंडामेंटल खराब हो रहे होते हैं तो आपको ये चूज करना पड़ रहा होता है कि यार के मुझे करना क्या है अगर आपके पास बेतहाशा बिलियन ऑफ डॉलर है येस यू कैन डू यू कैन फिक्स द एक्सचेंज रेट जी 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 सर आई वांट टू आंसर द क्वेश्चन ऑफ डॉक्टर अतिकुर इमाम फ्रॉम आवर वर्किंग पेपर इन आवर वर्किंग पेपर वी हैव एक्सप्लोर्ड दैट दैट आवर एक्सपोर्ट्स आर इनइलास्टिक टू द एक्सचेंज रेट डिप्रिसिएशन एंड आवर इंपोर्ट्स आर इलास्टिक टू एक्सचेंज रेट डिप्रिसिएशन एंड द मेन रीजन इज दैट दैट वी आर डिपेंडिंग ऑन आवर इंपोर्ट्स 
and uh, uh, we did not uh, develop any energy saving and remain dependent on Im imported uh, energy. So uh, the depreciation is uh, in our case uh, uh, will lead to loss to the reserves rather than a policy uh, option to improve the trade. And the same way, uh, uh, Iftakhar said that uh, how oil prices impact the exchange rate. Uh, we are import, uh, import uh, our imports are dependent on oil products. So when we demand more oil, we need to buy more dollars. It will uh, lead to uh, depreciate our currency and appreciate the uh, domestic, uh, sorry, appreciate the foreign currency. Yes, sir. Thank you. Riyaz sahab, what do you think of First, I would like to say something about the pass-through. I think the question, this question that there is a pass-through and this is high or low, to me it is irrelevant. Mm -hmm. The idea of pursuing a <clears throat> prudent exchange rate policy is that it should make imports expensive relative to exports. And if it does that, obviously, if our consumption basket has imported products, the inflation will go up. So uh, to me, personally, it seems silly uh, to construe this kind of research is that the pass-through is low, and uh, so therefore, it will not matter. To me, even if pass-through is high, even if inflation is induced by under-devaluation, it should be allowed because it has a beneficial impact later on on investment as well as growth, as well on export, as well as on trade balance and current account balance. However, this kind of research is probably done for you know politicians, policymakers to convince them that you know that uh, well pass through is low, so therefore you can devalue. I would say that when devaluation is required, even if pass-through is high, it should be done. This is my uh, observation about, and I think it's a wonderful research and they have done uh, various estimates, which vary, uh, and uh, they have pointed out that in high inflation environment, uh, the pass-through is high and in low inflation is low. The question about the beneficiaries, well, of course, there are, you know, every economic policy has, uh, you know, beneficiaries, you know, there are some gainers and there are some losers. So who are the, if uh, exchange rate uh, is properly managed, then the gainers would be exporters, the losers would be importers. Uh, the way it has been managed in our country the gainers had been importers and the losers had been exporters. Also, you know, the, the gainers had been the exporters of capital and the losers have been the import of capital. Uh, however, as you have mentioned that there is a dearth of research on exchange rate analysis management and its impact. I would say that, you know, I am not aware of any research done specifically in this regard, which isolates all these kinds of uh, uh, cost-benefit effects and uh, who gained and who lost. But this, of course, can be done and uh, in generally identified. 
And if this is precisely the idea that uh, uh, real devaluation should work because the real devaluation on a consistent basis, on a long-term basis, it benefits the exporters. Uh, uh, if it is not there, then the policy is not going to work. It has happened the opposite in our country. Yes, there was another question about the power. Yes. Yes, sir, go ahead. Uh, uh, there was another question about the powerlessness of SBP or otherwise. As I have stated very briefly, that uh, the State Bank of Pakistan Act uh, is weak when it comes to the exchange rate management. In fact, the SPP Board of Directors is not empowered to make any direction about the exchange rate. If it is going in the wrong direction, they are powerless. The SPP Board is powerless. The Foreign Exchange Regulation Act does uh, provide powers to the SPP manage management, which means uh, the governor. However, uh, the practice has been that uh, exchange rate was managed since the beginning, uh, either from the Ministry of Finance or the head of the state, I don't know. Uh, the research is necessary on this also. So in some way, SBP is really powerless in this regard. And uh, the decisions, uh, SBP wants to pursue a prudent foreign exchange rate, uh, uh, you know, direction, but is unable to do so. But it had been uh, giving its advice. It has been informing the Ministry of Finance. It has had been informing the Minister of Finance. Uh, I believe that uh, uh, the exchange rate is overvalued. Uh, depreciation is necessary. Uh, but we all know about the fixation of the government, uh, whether it is uh, the initial government, whether it is uh, any military government or whether it is any political government. Uh, it's all about the same. Everybody has a fixation uh, and the devotion to overvaluation. So what can I say? Uh, so therefore, uh, if uh, a suitable amendment is done in the SBB Act, uh, Initially, it will not be sufficient to really change uh, the direction of exchange rate management because uh, any institution has to have a practice. A country has to have a practice of a prudent implementation. Unfortunately, our country does not have that in the exchange rate management regard. It is in the state bank's power to spend reserves, जैसे कि हमने देखा ये तीन चार बारी हुआ है कि state bank ने reserves बहुत ज़्यादा spend किए to keep the exchange rate overvalued. तो ये decision भी reserves spend करने की decision भी हकुमत से आती है या state bank खुद करता है? Well, buying and selling of securities and buying and selling of foreign exchange is actually empowered. Every central bank is empowered. Now, let's suppose theoretically that uh, if uh, any direction is coming from the Ministry of Finance or somebody else that 
the exchange rate uh, should not be different from uh, 60 rupees to a dollar, right? So what is the way? Uh, okay. The way is only that if you sell dollars, then uh, it will be around 60. Uh, otherwise, it will not be. So, but the selling and purchase is every central bank's function and they are empowered to do it. Okay, great. Thank you. Farrakh Iqbal, the former Vice Chancellor of IBA. Farrakh. Uh, yes, I'm unmuted now. Uh, thank you very much. I'd like to, uh, uh, first of all, thank uh, Pied for arranging this very good seminar. I appreciated the extensive empirical documentation information provided by all. I just had one comment uh, on, uh, what, there was a question about the political economy of exchange rate management in Pakistan. Uh, and Riaz has just uh, provided uh, in a somewhat uh, guarded manner an account of uh, how things work. Uh, I'll be a little more blunt. If you think about a particular episode in exchange rate management that occurred in July 2017, everything will become very clear. Mm -hmm. There was a brief period of leadership transition in the state bank around that time. Uh, at that time also, uh, for some reason, I believe the foreign minister was, uh, sorry, finance minister may have been out of the country. I don't know all the details. Riaz can, if he feels like it, confirm all of this. But uh, the state bank, uh, in what I thought was a very sensible move, finally allowed a certain amount of depreciation in early July 2017. Yep. And uh, the exchange rate depreciated by about 9% or so over a period of uh, two days, perhaps. Just around at that time, the foreign ministry, uh, I guess, was suddenly uh, alerted to this fact or uh, realized that something had happened which uh, uh, they weren't sure what to do about. And within two or three days, the foreign ministry and the minister of finance in particular, at that time that was uh, Dar, uh, provided instructions for this particular move to be reversed. Mm -hmm. And so within the next uh, 10 days, the move was reversed and the exchange rate appreciated back by about uh, 7-8%, uh, bringing things back to normal, as it were. Now, for exchange rate watchers, this is a remarkably, uh, this is an opportunity for a one-way bet. Everyone knew what direction the exchange rate should move in. And if the market was truly allowed to function, how much of an adjustment would actually be made? This is the kind of policymaking confusion which uh, embarrasses a mature government. This is not, you know, when a perfectly sensible decision was taken by the state bank. It was reversed by the uh, Ministry of Foreign Affairs. There was no need to reverse it. It could easily have allowed that to continue, even if it didn't want any more such decisions to happen. As a result, within uh, 
the next six months, so much pressure had built up that instead of a 10% devaluation depreciation in the next round, close to 30% depreciation occurred. And then of course, in 2018, as you all know, uh, the, you know much more happened. Um, so a, a very straightforward answer to the question, what is the political economy? The political economy is the Ministry of Foreign uh, Finance dominates this decision and does so for all of the reasons that many people have identified. Uh, but most likely, I think the reason is uh, uh, they, are, uh, uh, they are most concerned about uh, debt management and do not wish to see huge amounts pile up uh, in rupee terms on the debt register. Uh, but as Riaz has said, that is unavoidable. In the long run, you cannot uh, bluster your way uh, or borrow your way out of adjustment. Uh, if you do not allow soft adjustment to take place over a number of years, a harsh adjustment will take place at the end of a certain period of time. Thank you, Nadeem, once again. Excellent seminar. Thank you. Asir Mahmood, sir. Hello, Asalaamu Alaikum. Uh, I'm Asif Mahmood, and I'm from State Bank, actually. And I'm thankful to the to you people that you uh, arranged this seminar, and I think this should be continued. This is an important subject where there is a missing, uh, there's a gap between the academics and the policy, and I think this these kind of uh, seminars, uh, particularly on this aspect, should be continued. And uh, I worked under the Riasa. Uh, and uh, I am one of those person who left the bank around 2 a.m. in June, July 2017. And I remember all these things. But uh, my point is that from the research perspective, like uh, we, uh, like uh, if not on a weekly basis or on daily basis, but this, uh, but the research that uh, Jalil and other person, other person has shown, we do almost on monthly or on quarterly basis in the central bank. That's an that's a normal thing that we do, and we know about these things, and we are using a very, uh, uh, very large models on state of the art on how real exchange rate is uh, misaligned or not, and the exchange rate pass through. We all know that is uh, we 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 also have this kind of research uh, that this is low. But my point of uh, is that that in this academic research and these discussions, there is always an angle of like all, all other like Rasab has also mentioned. This is the the political economy is missing, uh, like in in academics research, and and uh, this is uh, this is the thing that research needs to be gathered. That there is also a political economy, that how these exchange rates have been managed, and I would like to see this in future from academics that how political economy is modeled along these researches, and how because there is a, there is a long history of this uh, political economy distorting this exchange rate policy, and all mentioned that. And I think that is the most important thing that uh, uh, needs to be understand. And uh, the other point is that the media is not very supportive in these kind of depreciations. Like you, uh, one uh, rupee depreciate and these uh, headlines in many newspapers, they don't know, journalists know, I have no idea that what is happening for other things and what is uh, the overall the macroeconomic fundamentals, but they just, they ek rupiah depreciate on this, ek rupiah gargya or itna amara karza bargya or ye ho gya, wo ho gya, pata nahi, taba ho gya, balke ek to journalist hai, maare ho kya te, taba ho gya. So, is liye, uh, I think that's, uh, that's kind of a narrative that uh, this is a broader thing that we should also reflect upon 
that in researches and we should uh, be able to communicate like academic can support this policy side because there are certain things that we policymakers cannot do uh, cannot say more openly but obviously there is a supportive arguments uh, and you and you see that now from the may, may 2019 there is a kind of a policy where two way movement you are seeing not normally seen in the exchange rate of pakistan but you can see that so i think uh, things are improving but uh, i see i like to see more of this research from academic and this policy i think uh, this gap should be reduced thank you हम लोग बहुत कंफ्यूज है कोई कहता है डेट को रोकने के लिए कोई कहता है एक्सपोर्ट को बढ़ाने के लिए कोई कहता है इम्पोर्ट को गिराने के लिए आई मीन अगर ये सब ऑब्जेक्टिव्स हैं तो जैसे कि आपको पता है वो का 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 पुराना मॉडल हम कंफ्यूज फिर रहे हैं एक्सचेंजेड पॉलिसी क्या मतलब होता है ये जरा सब लोगों को क्लैरिफाई कर दो फिर आसिफ साहब आप भी इस पर कॉमेंट कर रहे हैं सेंट्रल बैंक से वट इज दर्पजेंडेड पॉलिसी आई थिंक टू मी पर्सनली any kind of currency crisis this is the foremost objective but the ancillary objectives you know is that uh, if exchange rate is market based then it promotes exports and uh, by doing so it promotes manufacturing and by doing so it uh, increases the profitability of export sector by doing so it increases the investment in manufacturing and this is where the link to uh, growth comes from and this is where the link of exchange rate policy is welfare of the citizens of pakistan so actually pursuing uh, proper exchange rate policy results in the increase in welfare economic welfare uh that's why it is all encompassing and i think exchange rate policy is one of the foremost policies in pakistan it is much more important than the interest rate policy uh exchange rate works much more effectively in pakistan uh to you know destroy the economy as well as to correct the economy it works also very quickly uh, so as you said that uh, there seem to be too many uh, objectives but as i said that the main objective is to increase the welfare of the people and that is the objective of any economic policy uh, should be and it is yes sir farooq ke sawal ke bare mein aap kuch kahenge Yeah, comment ke bare mein. Well, you know, because I was the acting governor for yeah, a brief period of time, you know. So what he said uh, is some specifics were not correct, but I think in general what he said is correct. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I had been giving uh, advice in the State Bank of Pakistan as you know, director research, economic advisor, chief economic advisor, and deputy governor mm -hmm. to the. 
various governors I have worked under. I was fortunate to work with various uh, very good governors. Uh, all I could do when I was not an acting governor was to give advice. Mm -hmm. However, when I became the acting governor and I knew that uh, a depreciation is required, so the state bank uh, undertook that depreciation and uh, we knew that it is going to cause a lot of trouble. I knew that there will be a new governor within a few days. Actually, I was wrong. Actually, the new governor came the next day. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, so all is history. I don't want to repeat it and uh, Farooq has said it. I don't think uh, there's anything to say anymore about this. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, yeah, Aisha uh, Jamil Saiba. Um, hello, am I audible? Yeah, <clears throat> you are. Okay, thank you so much for the input, uh, Dr. Riaz and the rest of audience. Like, uh, Dr. Riaz, you were Please saying... Um, yourself, well, Aisha, just so uh, yes, uh, yes, I'm Aisha Jamil. I'm a PhD student in Beijing uh, Normal University as like my major is economic administration. So I just want to ask a very simple question, keeping in view that exchange rate policy um, faces substantial challenges in Pakistan. So do you think that uh, external factors are more influential for such challenges in Pakistan? And can you put some light on this discourse in current pandemic situation, how you can see the future? Uh, of this, um, these uh, all challenges, keeping in view the one whole year facing this pandemic and all that, specifically about Pakistan. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Nigeria, sir. <clears throat> uh, like all other countries, there uh, is an adverse impact on Pakistan's economy, and it will be there for some time to come. Uh, and uh, it has probably impacted on the exchange rate management also. Uh, and the, uh, the way it has impacted, I think, um, uh, is that uh, uh, central banks have to provide a lot of stimulus to, you know, to promote uh, employment uh, and growth in the economy and rightly so. By doing so, uh, the base money has increased. And whenever the base money increases, uh, there is a uh, negative pressure on the exchange rate and the exchange rate goes in the wrong direction. To that extent, I think that uh, if during this period, uh, there are weaknesses in exchange rate management, I would like to you know, give them a benefit of doubt that uh, state bank nevertheless since the new governor uh, took over they had uh, instituted a market determined exchange rate and which in uh, i think the first 10 or 12 months did pretty well and uh, rupee depreciated it's only after that and during the pandemic period that it has started to appreciate so what I said uh, about my remarks that I would like to give the central bank the benefit of doubt 
and look towards the future in an optimistic way uh, rather than being pessimistic about it. So, but nevertheless, uh, the impact on the economy for all over the world has been negative. It had been negative in Pakistan. You know, the GDP growth was negative, minus 0.4%. And it is expected that it will rebound and we will end up somewhere between 1.5% 1, 1 real GDP growth this year. So, you know, it had been difficult uh, for every country uh, to different extents. Jaleel sir, clarify Pass through calculate pass through estimate of course with confidence levels, it's not firm. We are all we all know okay. No statistic is firm. So pass through estimate or kitni de a full pass through pay. Sir, just so I have a knowledge brief, sir, both are each is made the inflation episode Casa Chalra, Zada, Kame. Taking on average, Joham Yakarte, Johamneki, brief me, Yakahai, Jo calculate Kiaki, Hamarajo, pass through the Kriban fifteen per cent, or the Kriban ye pass through complete Ota thirteen months mejake. consumer goods. But not the wholesale uh, goods uh, or, or not, not not WPI or not import. Uh, so it's okay. So sir. basically you're saying it's a 15% increase in CPI, which is yes, sir. very nominal, which is fair enough. So pass through it's not a problem. Number two, Hafsa, tell us, if we currency crisis forecast, then what should we see in variables? So, literature may make a currency crisis for the forecast for the owner of literature making you stock market pressure delay the foreign reserves for loss that was very important for Maripas. Look at stock market may Maripas, Jahami exercise for Dekara to Maripas stock market crisis to Huayina, Pakistan, stock market market is weak. जो हमारी ट्रू पिक्चर आ रही है उसके लिए जब भी करेंसी प्राइसेस को आपने देखना है तो आपने ये देखना है कि अगर जब डेप्रिसिएशन होती है तो कितने आपके रिजर्व्स लॉस होते हैं प्लस उसमें एक और फैक्टर ऐड था एक और उसमें कि आप नॉन परफॉर्मिंग लोन्स को भी देखिए कि आपके पास इकॉनमी में नॉन परफॉर्मिंग लोन्स कितने ऐड अप हो रहे हैं अगर ये भी एक डेफिनेशन है कि आपको आइडेंटिफाई करेगी कि आपके पास कितने करेंसी प्राइसेस अकर हुए लेकिन जब हमने सिंपल इसकी डेफिनेशन देखी ना कि क्योंकि स्टॉक मार्केट इतनी हमारे पास उसमें क्राइसिस नहीं है इतनी डेवलप नहीं है उसको जरा साइड पर रख दें हम सिर्फ यही देखेंगे ना कितनी डेप्रिसिएशन के साथ कितना मैसिव हमारे पास रिजर्व लॉसेस आए हुए हैं और वही हमने 95% पर उसमें रखा कॉन्फिडेंस इंटरवल उसके बाद जो हमारे पास शार्प को जो हमारे पास डिक्लाइन हुआ था रिजर्व्स का तो उन्हीं पीरियड्स को हमने करेंसी प्राइसेस डिक्लेअर किया था जो बिल्कुल बेसिक उसकी डेफिनेशन है अगर मैं सिंपली कहूं अगर हम सिर्फ रिजर्व्स को देखें काफी नहीं है यस सर सिंपली रिजर्व्स को देखें सिंपली सेंट्रल बैंक के रिजर्व्स देखें और अगर रिजर्व्स गिर रहे किसी पेस पे एक्सेलरेट हो रहे और उनका लेवल गिर रहा हो तो क्या हम करेंसी प्राइसेस प्रेडिक्ट नहीं कर सकते यस सर कर सकते हैं सर हमने पहले डिबेट जो हमने अपने पेपर में की उस पेपर में तो हमने वो रिजर्व्स वाला वो जो सा इंडेक्स था उसको तो बिल्कुल एंड पर जाकर देखा ना तो हमने तो पहले यही कहा कि सारी डिबेट जो हमें उसकी हिस्ट्री में से लग रहे थे कि यहां पर मैसिव रिजर्व्स की डिक्लाइन हुए हुए हैं और बाद में जब हमने उस इंडेक्स से कंफर्म किया तो उसने उन्हीं पीरियड्स को पिक किया 
जहाँ पर मैसेज रिजर्व हमारे पास कॉल हुए थे तो आसिफ साहब ये सेंट्रल बैंक से जो है आसिफ साहब जरा बताइए विदाउट डिस्क्लोजिंग एनी सीक्रेट सॉरी थिंग ऑब्वियसली सेंट्रल बैंक हैज टू हैव इट्स ओन मेथड ऑफ वर्किंग एंड ऑब्वियसली वी रिस्पेक्ट द फैक्ट दैट करेंसी इज नॉट अ सब्जेक्ट दैट सेंट्रल बैंक शुड बी टॉकिंग ऑन बट मोर जनरली आप बताइए कि ये आप डू यू एग्री विद दिस कि एक तो पास थ्रू इज नॉट वेरी हाई नंबर 2 ये के जी रिजर्व्स आर अ वेरी गुड इंडिकेटर ऑफ करेंसी क्राइसिस सो इट इज फेयरली इजी टू प्रेडिक्ट द करेंसी क्राइसिस then uh, what are the central bank considerations aap kehte hain models aur aap sab kuch karte hain to what is it wo chhode hukumat kya karti hai aap log kya sochte hain aapki kya predictive predictive bhi chhode aapki kya approach hai to putting your research forward and looking at the exchange rate and how should we look at the exchange rate learn from you asif sir Uh, okay uh, the thing is that uh, like uh, i said earlier uh, that we also have these kind of estimates uh, and uh, jalil uh, jalil knows uh, from the central bank guys because he is always in touch with these central bank guys so uh, we uh, we have around also around this 20.5 and 20.2 estimates the recent research suggests that we also have found that it is uh, not very high in case of pakistan Uh, just wait a minute yes sir okay okay uh, the, uh, like uh, we have also this uh, pass through is uh, our estimate suggests that it is low and uh, the second question about this predictability of this currency crisis we also have this kind of a, a analysis of this what is happening in the currency crisis and yes exchange uh, like the reserves is the most important indicator of uh, uh, exchange uh, currency crisis predictability mm-hmm. but uh, the exchange in itself is in a currency crisis predictable because your maybe your reserves are high but you have a, a overvalued exchange rate so these uh, like uh, these imf people and these other uh, kiminski uh, has also developed this exchange market prices they are use both uh, like exchange rate and uh, interest rates and uh, also also on interest rates and reserves mm-hmm. so uh, like uh, looking at the exchange rate uh, overvaluation or undervaluation can also suggest what is happening to the currency in the near future and reserves might go down because there uh, might be an overvaluation in the past mm-hmm. so this mm-hmm. is uh, the thing uh regarding the third thing that uh, how will uh, yes we are using uh, both uh, this simple analysis like uh, war things and other things but we also use uh, the state of the art this uh, um, you might people have learned that external balance assessment approach mm-hmm. uh, this new developed approach and we this is very comprehensive approach that imf has developed and we have customized that and uh, these are it's a very different from the earlier approaches that uh, imf is uses uh, that uh, cg cgr approach uh, cons- uh, i don't remember the full name of that but mm-hmm. that uh, normally known as cgr now they are using this external balance assessment approach and it's a big uh, bundle and mm-hmm. uh, so a huge number of variables are there in this uh, uh, analysis so lot of uh, variables are but uh, from the point of view of uh, uh, I, I actually forgot the last point. What uh, what were you were asking then? I was asking how does how do you people in the central bank um, when you do the research, how do you move it up? Because I this is also for Riyaz sir. 
I don't know how and where, although it's difficult to say because as I said, exchange is a very sensitive instrument. You don't want a public discussion on it. But how often and how and where or how regularly does the central bank research go to a forum where it's discussed? Because I don't see, I was in the government for three years and I've never seen a forum where this issue is discussed, even though um, I remember in the um, fiscal monetary coordination group, I made sure that it would be a very close group, but the issue was never discussed. So where do we discuss the exchange rate policy and how does your research filter up? Uh, uh, I think uh, because yeah, yeah. Riyasa, yes, yeah, yes. Riyasa, you can. Riyasa will answer. Chale, batai, Riyasa. You know, you know the the you know this is the, this is not the responsibility of the State Bank of Pakistan that this should definitely be discussed outside by the government. All the State Bank can do the research filters from the research staff. Mm goes to the economic advisor, deputy governor in charge, and the governor. Okay. And then uh, the governor, I am aware of several times, because I have worked with various governors, that they had sent this analysis to the Minister of Finance several times. Mm -hmm. Now then, whether the discussion took place in the Monetary and Fiscal Policy Exportation Board or some other forum mm -hmm. or not, it really is outside the scope of the State Bank of Pakistan. And of course, you know, uh, it has nothing to do with the, you know, the research officers and the research staff, which is uh, working in the State Bank of Pakistan. Great. Let me take them in. Safiya Manhaj, Dr. Safiya Manhaj. Please introduce yourself and ask your question. Uh, Dr. Safiya Manhaj, Assistant Professor, Department of Economics, University of Karachi. Okay. मुझे थोड़ा सा अपना शेयर करना थोड़े से क्वेश्चन पूछने ये मेरा ही पेपर उन्होंने एक इसका है पास थ्रू इफेक्ट में जब हम वो पेपर कर रहे थे उसमें ये चीज आ रही थी कि रिजल्ट रिजल्ट तो दे रहे हैं कि पास थ्रू इफेक्ट जो है वो मिनिमम आ रहा है लेकिन उस वक्त जो इकोनॉमिक कंडीशन हो रही थी वो ये बता रही थी कि हमने अपने रुपए को अंडर वैल्यू किया हुआ है और इन्फ्लेशन आएगा जिसका जिसका नतीजा यही हुआ था कि 2018 में मार्च के अंदर डिवैल्यूएशन की गई थी डेप्रिसिएशन की गई थी और फिर भी हमारे वजीर खजाना जो उस वक्त थे और जो हमारी मिनिस्ट्री ऑफ इंडस्ट्री के थे उन्होंने कहा था कि इसके ऊपर कोई इंपैक्ट नहीं आएगा इस डिवैल्यूएशन का लेकिन जो मुझे फील हो रहा था कि जो मैंने इम्पैक्ट तो देख लिया यहाँ पे बहुत मिनिमल लेकिन जो इकोनॉमिक कंडीशन है वो ये बता रही कि इन्फ्लेशन आएगा और यही हुआ कि हमारी करेंसी डिवैल्यू हुई एक तो ये पॉइंट दूसरे ये जो ये जो 1993 के की बात हो रही है करेंसी क्राइसिस की टू फाइनेंशियल क्राइसिस की 19 इसमें हमें ये भी तो देखना चाहिए उस वक्त इकोनॉमिक कंडीशन क्या थी 1993 की सिचुएशन को इकोनॉमिक कंडीशन को हमें दो दफा हमने अपनी करेंसी को डिवैल्यू किया प्लस हमारे पास कर्ल वायरस इफेक्ट था जिसकी वजह से हमारी होल इकोनॉमी डिस्टर्ब हुई थी क्रॉस की पहले कप आपकी हमारी कॉटन की क्रॉप जो ट्रॉई हुई थी देन हमारी टेक्सटाइल इंडस्ट्री जो कि हमारी मेजर शेयर करती है एक्सपोर्ट को उसके बाद हमारे यहाँ डिस्कार्टेड यू नो डिस्कार्टेड कवर्ड मैं यूज करती हूँ लेकिन हमने उस वक्त जो थी वो के बीमार सनतें हमारी उसको डिक्लेयर की गई थी तो एक बहुत बड़ा इम्पैक्ट आता है इसी तरह नाइनटीन के अगर क्राइसिस की बात होती है तो नाइनटीन में जो एटोमिक एक्सप्लोजन हुआ था वो भी एक बहुत बड़ा रीजन था आपके क्राइसिस को लेकर आने 
کہ لوگوں نے آپ جو تھی وہ کنورٹیبلٹی ختم کر دی تھی بینکس نے اسٹیٹ بینک نے پابندی لگا دی تھی اب وہ ظاہر سی بات ہے حکومت کی وجہ سے ہی لگائی تھی پولیٹیکل پوائنٹ آتا ہے تو یہ ریزنس ہمیں اپنے دماغ میں رکھنے ہیں کہ کیوں یہ کرائسس آئی تھی اس کی ہم یہ صرف ڈیٹا کو دیکھ کے انالائز کر دیں اس کے پیچھے ہسٹری کو جاننے کی کوشش نہیں کریں تو یہ میرا ایک پوائنٹ ہے کہ ہم کیا ایسا کر سکتے ہیں یا ہمیں ان پوائنٹس کو دماغ میں رکھنا چاہیے کہ پیچھے کیا سنیریو تھا جو یہ کرائسس اکر ہو رہے تھے یا کوئی ایسی پرابلم آ رہی تھی تھینک یو تھینک یو ساجد امین صاحب السلام علیکم سر تھینک یو سو مچ جی Uh, very excellent discussion. This is Sajid from SDPI. Please introduce yourself so that everybody knows you. I know you, but others may not. But are you? No, no, I'm Sajid from SDPI. Uh, thank you so much. Former PID is with you. Yes, sir. I said former PID is with you. Yes, sir. Absolutely. We are still here. I don't have a farmer. Okay, good. Still, I keep myself very much in touch with you. My question is not a question. Let's say a comment. مجھے لگتا ہے ہم نے ایکسچینج ریٹ کو بہت زیادہ ایک اکنامک ایک فریم ورک کے اندر رکھ دیا ہے جب ہم اس کے ڈرائیورس کو دیکھ رہے ہوتے ہیں تو بھی ہم صرف اکنامک فنڈامنٹلس پہ فوکس کر رہے ہوتے ہیں مثلا جب ہم ایکسچینج ریٹ میں سلائنمنٹ کیلکولیٹ کرتے ہیں اور اس کے لیے جو بھی ہم فنڈامنٹلی اکلیبر میں ایکسچینج ریٹ لگاتے ہیں اس کے اندر فار ایگزامپل ہم ابھی آپ بات کر رہے تھے کہ کیا ہم صرف فارکس جو ریزرو ہیں اس کی بیس پہ اس کو کر سکتے ہیں مجھے لگتا ہے ہم نہیں کر سکتے یہ بڑا اہم ہوگا دیکھنا کہ وہ جو فارکس ریزرو اکیومولیٹ ہو رہے ہیں وہ کیسے ہو رہے ہیں یہ بڑا ڈفرینٹ ہوگا کہ ایک ریزرو جو اکنامک پرفارمنس کی بیس پہ ایکسپورٹ لیڈ بیس پہ ریزرو ہوئے ہیں اکیومولیٹ اور کچھ جو ہیں وہ کیش ڈپازٹ سے آ رہے ہیں فرینڈلی کیش ڈپازٹ سے آ رہے ہیں اس کی بیس پہ جب آپ کیلکولیٹ کریں گے تو آپ جو میس الائنمنٹ ہی کیلکولیٹ کر رہے ہیں وہ ایکچولی فنڈامنٹلی ٹرو ریفلیکٹو نہیں ہوگی الائنمنٹ کا کیونکہ آپ کے فنڈامنٹلز ہی اکانومی کا ریفلیکٹو نہیں ہے تو ایک تو ایک تو مجھے یہ لگتا ہے کہ ان ٹرمز آف ڈرائیورز ایون اسی طرح جب ہم اس کو فار ایگزامپل ابھی ایکسچینج ریٹ پاس تھرو کی بات ہو رہی ہے مجھے لگتا ہے پاکستان میں جو کرنٹ فینومینا ہے اور اس پہ تھوڑی سی گلوبل ایویڈنس بھی ہے کہ جو آپ کا فائنل ایکسچینج ریٹ پاس تھرو ہوتا ہے وہ بہت سارے نان اکنامک فیکٹرز کے اوپر ڈیفائن کر رہا ہوتا ہے ڈیپینڈ کر رہا ہوتا ہے اگر آپ کی اکانومی ریسیشن میں ہے اور عام پبلک کی یہ پرسیپشن ہے کہ جو گورننس ہے وہ بڑی پور ہے تو جو ایکسچینج ریٹ پاس تھرو ہوگا وہ ہائی ہوگا ریلیٹو ٹو کہ اگر سملر کنڈیشن کسی اور جگہ پہ ہوں تو اس میں تو مجھے لگتا ہے کہ ہماری جو ماڈلنگ ہے ایکسچینج ریٹ کی اس کو بوتھ ان ٹرمز آف اٹس ڈرائیورز اینڈ بوتھ امپلیکیشنز میں شاید بہت سارا نان اکنامک فیکٹرز کو ماڈل کے اندر لانا پڑے گا بیسکلی تب جا کے شاید مجھے لگتا ہے کہ جو ہمارے کنکلوژن ہوں گے وہ شاید زیادہ ایفیشینٹ ہو سکیں گے اس میں جو دوسرا میرا پوائنٹ تھا جیسے ابھی ڈاکٹر عتیق صاحب نے بھی یہ سوال اٹھایا بہت اچھا اس کا جواب بھی جلیل صاحب نے اور باقی اس میں انہوں نے دیا ہمیں یہ بات بڑی سمجھنے کی ضرورت ہے کہ ڈیپریسیشن پاکستان میں کبھی بھی والنٹری نہیں رہی یہ ہمیشہ ان والنٹری ڈیپریسیشن ہوئی ہے پاکستان میں فورس ڈیپریسیشن جسے میں کہتا ہوں اب ہوتا کیا ہے کہ جب آپ کے ریزروز گر جاتے ہیں ڈیفیسٹس آپ کے انکنٹرولڈ ہو جاتے ہیں تو روپیہ فورس فلی گرتا ہے اور اس کے پیرالل اسی وقت اگر آپ ڈیٹے کو دیکھیں تو آپ کے انٹرسٹ ریٹ بڑھ گئے ہوتے ہیں جیسے اگر آپ ابھی کرنٹ جو پروگرام ہے ہمارا جو ای ایف ایف ہے ایکسٹینڈیڈ فنڈ فیسلٹی ایک طرف سے ڈیپریسیشن ہو رہی تھی دوسری طرف سے ہمارے انٹرسٹ ریٹ جو ہے انڈر ایز اے پرائر کنڈیشن جو ہیں وہ بڑھ رہے تھے آپ کا جو انرجی پرائسز ہیں ٹو ریز ریونیوز بڑھ رہے تھے اب جو گینز ڈیپریسیشن سے جو کہ آلریڈی ان والنٹری ہے اگر تھوڑے بہت تھے بھی 
تو وہ ظاہر ہے کمپرومائز ہو جائیں گے جب آپ کی کاسٹ آف بزنس بڑھ رہی ہے آپ کی کاسٹ آف پروڈکشن بڑھ رہی ہے تو وہ آٹومیٹکلی اس میں تو مجھے لگتا ہے کہ ہمیں ایک براڈر کانٹیکسٹ میں دیکھنے کی ضرورت ہے کہ ڈیپریسیشن کا کیا امپیکٹ آتا ہے اور اس کے لیے ایک شاید جو کاؤنٹر فیکچوئل ہے وہ تھوڑا سا ایکسپورٹ امپیکٹ اور ڈیٹ برڈن سے آگے جانے کی جو شاید ضرورت رہے گی ہمارے انالیسس کے اندر بھی جسٹ فائنل پوائنٹ میرا جو یہاں پہ مجھے لگتا ہے ہمیں شاید تھوڑا سا یہ بھی دیکھنا پڑے گا کہ ہاؤ وی ڈیفائن کرنسی کرائسز ہم کس کو کرنسی کرائسز کیا جو جو ایک کی ایڈجسٹمنٹ ہے وہ کیا کرنسی کرائسز ہے سملرلی مجھے لگتا ہے کہ جو کرنسی کرائسز جس کو ہم ابھی کہہ رہے ہیں اس میں ففتھ میں جو آپ کا کرنسی کرائسز نمبر فائیو ہے مجھے لگتا ہے اگر آپ ڈیپریسیشن نہ ہونے دیتے تو وہ کرنسیز ہوتا یہ تو وہ اکیومولیٹڈ ڈیپریسیشن ہے جو ہم نے نہیں ہونے دی تھی اس نے ہونا تھا تو مجھے لگتا ہے کہ نہ ہونے دینا ایک کرائسس تھا شاید ہونے دینا ایک کرائسس نہیں ہے یہ گلوبلی ہوئی ہے آپ انڈین کرنسی دیکھ لیں پانچ دس فیصد کا فرق ہوگا ہمارے ہاں جو ایکسٹرا ہوئی ہے اگر انڈیا سے ہم دیکھ لیں تو وہ شاید وہ انسرٹنٹی اور وہ پینک ہے کیونکہ ہم نے جب یہ ڈیو تھی اس کو ہونے نہیں دیا اینڈ دین دیر واز اے ڈیپ ایک جو جو سڈن فال تھا اکیومولیٹڈ تھا جس کی وجہ سے ایک ایکسٹرا انسرٹنٹی آئی جس نے ایک پینک کریٹ کیا اور وہ پانچ دس فیصد یا بارہ فیصد انڈیا سے زیادہ چلی گئی تو آئی ڈونٹ تھنک دس از اے کرائسس نارمل اٹ شوڈ ہیو بین ایکچولی لیٹ ہیپن گریجولی انیشلی اٹ شوڈ ہیو ناٹ بین اکیومولیٹڈ تھینک یو سو مچ سر گڈ پوائنٹ جی جاوید حسن صاحب جاوید حسن صاحب چیئرمین نیفٹیک ہیں انویسٹمنٹ فارمر انویسٹمنٹ بینکر بتائیے جاوید صاحب جی السلام علیکم کین یو ہیئر می جی کین ہیئر یو فائن اچھا سوری میں جو ہوں آئی ایم ناٹ این اکانومسٹ تو یو ول فار گیو می بڑا نائیو سا کوشچن آپ سمجھے گا اور کمنگ فرام اے نان اکانومسٹ یو ول فار گیو می فار آسکنگ سچ اے نائیو کوشچن مگر یہاں ڈسکشن میں ایک میں نے محسوس کرا بائس ہے کہ ہم لوگ کو پالیسی ایسی بنانا چاہیے کہ ایکسپورٹ ہو زیادہ نہ ایک ڈائریکشن میں جائے میرے جہاں تک لحاظ سے کرنسی جو ہے پرائس وہ ہر قسم کی جو دوسرے آٹے کی پرائس نہ ٹماٹر کی پرائس اسی کی طرح ہے ایک پرائس ہے اور یہ ایک سگنلنگ میکینزم ہے فور ایلوکیشن آف ریسورسز اور اس لیے ہم لوگ کو اگر اس طرح سے ہم لوگ سیل کریں کہ اس میں جیسے دوسری چیزیں کی پرائسیں اوپر نیچے ہوتی رہتی ہیں ایسے کرنسی کی بھی ہونی چاہیے اور اس سے ہم لوگ یہ ایلوکیشن آف ریسورسز شاید بہتر کریں رات دن فوکسنگ ٹو مچ کے یہ جو میں نے سنا آپ کافی سارا کہ لنڈن میں تو جب یو کے میں جب ایو سے نکلے اور ابھی جو بریگزٹ کا ہوا تو وہاں کوئی پندرہ پرسینٹ پاؤنڈ گرا کسی نے کوئی بات بھی نہیں کری اس کے بارے میں کوئی فکر بھی نہیں ہوئی کوئی کرائسس بھی نہیں ہوا اس لیے کہ ایک میکینزم ہے ایک الوکیشن تو یہاں ہم لوگ کیوں اتنا ہم لوگ ایکچولی میں تو ذرا سا پریشان ہوتا ہے شاید اگین میں اکانومس نہیں کہ ایکچولی ایفیکٹو ایکسچینج ریٹ ہوتی کیا چیز ہے میں تو بس اگر مارکیٹ پر چھوڑ دیں جتنے زیادہ پلیئرز ہوں دوسری چیز جسٹ ایڈیشنل کوشچن ہم لوگ پریشان ہو گئے تھے پچھلے سال کہ ہاٹ منی آ رہا ہے اور زیادہ پلیئرز آ رہے ہیں مارکیٹ میں اور یہ تو بہت بری ہوتا ہے طوفان آ جائے گا مصیبت آ جائے گی ہم لوگ سارے ختم ہو جائیں گے تو میں تو سمجھتا ہوں جس مارکیٹ میں اتنے ہی بہتر ہے کیا وہ بھی ہم لوگ کی فیسنیشن یہ ایسے کہ ہم لوگ سمجھتے ہیں کہ ہم لوگ کنٹرول کر سکتے ہیں یہ سب چیزیں سوری یہ بڑا 
हिजाजी साहब वाइस चांसलर हैं ये माजू के या कौन सी यूनिवर्सिटी के काफी वाइस चांसलर रह चुके हैं हिजाजी साहब आइए बोलिए आप थोड़ा सा देख लें पहली बात तो इन्होंने जैसे जावेद हसन ने कहा की एक्सचेंज रेट भी कमोडिटी की तरह से है इसका मतलब ये है की पाकिस्तान में डॉलर की डिमांड जो है वो ज्यादा है और डॉलर की सप्लाई कम है इस वजह से और एक्सचेंज जो भी है अब डॉलर की डिमांड ज्यादा और जो मनी लॉन्ड्रिंग का एक इशू है वो इस वजह से है कि लोगों का ट्रस्ट पाकिस्तान की इकोनॉमी में कम है तो ये वो जावेद हसन वाली बात बिल्कुल सही है कि हमें नॉन मॉनिटरी किस्म के स्टेप्स उठाने पड़ेंगे ये देखने के लिए कि यार क्या वजह है कि लोग पैसे लेके बाहर जाना चाह रहे हैं उसको कंट्रोल करेंगे तो आपका एक्सचेंज रेट बेटर होगा दूसरी दूसरा एक इशू बड़ा इंपॉर्टेंट है अभी डिस्कशन में ये कि अगर फर्ज करो हमारे रिजर्व इस वक्त 60 बिलियन डॉलर हो जाते हैं तो फिर एक्सचेंज रेट क्या होगा मार्केट एक्सचेंज रेट फिर क्या होगा अगर फर्ज करो ये हमारे रिजर्व्स के साथ रिलेटेड है तो फिर हमें एक्सचेंज रेट को लाने के लिए अपने रिजर्व्स के ऊपर फोकस करना पड़ेगा इसका सवाल का जवाब आप दे सकते हैं थैंक यू वेरी मच गुड पॉइंट थैंक यू अच्छा जी रियाद जी अभी जो इन्होंने सवाल किया कि इसका एक्सचेंज रेट का रिजर्व से क्या ताल्लुक है बेशक बहुत ताल्लुक है लेकिन इसकी जरा डायरेक्शन और कॉजैलिटी आप एक्सचेंज रेट पहले ठीक रखते हैं फिर रिजर्व्स एक्यूमुलेट होते हैं नाउ हाँ ये भी होता है कि अगर आपने बोरो करके अपने रिजर्व्स बढ़ा लिए तो एक डच डिजीज क्रिएट होती है कि बोरो करके डॉलर लाए और रूपी अप्रिशिएट हो गया या जैसे रेमिटेंसेस uh, बढ़ रहे हैं तो एक अप्रिसिएटिंग इफेक्ट आ रहा है जिसको कि हम टच डिजीज कहते हैं और आई थिंक यहाँ पे एक सवाल ये भी था कि इन चीजों को भी अकाउंट फॉर करना चाहिए जब हम ओवर वैल्यूएशन या अंडर वैल्यूएशन एस्टिमेट कर रहे हों तो uh, इन वजूहत की वजह से जिसमें कि डच डिजीज सर फहरिस्त है और हमारे यहाँ क्योंकि रेमिटेंसेस माशाला और अलहमदिल्ला बहुत अच्छे हैं लेकिन रेमिटेंसेस एक तरह से कर्स भी हैं हमारी इकोनॉमी के लिए क्योंकि ये रुपए को अप्रिशिएट कर देते हैं और एक्सपोर्टर्स को नुकसान पहुंचाते हैं तो लिहाजा उस उसकी भी एडजस्टमेंट एक्सचेंज रेट में होनी चाहिए जो कि जो कि नहीं होती है तो कहने का मकसद मेरा ये है कि एक्सचेंज रेट को हमें अंडर वैल्यूड रखना बहुत जरूरी है और अगर अंडर वैल्यूड नहीं रख रहा है तो कम से कम उसको रियल वैल्यूएशन तो हरगिज नहीं होनी चाहिए जो कि अभी तक होती चली आई है और अगर इसको अंडर वैल्यूड रखेंगे तो आहिस्ता आहिस्ता रिजर्व्स एक्यूमुलेट होंगे और वो रिजर्व्स जब एक्यूमुलेट होते रहेंगे तो फिर उसके बाद अगर कोई एप्रिशिएटिंग इम्पैक्ट अगर रूपी में आ रहा है और रूपी स्ट्रांग हो रहा है तो वो फिर एक अच्छी बात होगी लेकिन हमारे यहाँ जो थिंकिंग पॉलिटिशियंस की रही है वो ये है कि हम अगर अपना रुपया स्ट्रांग कर लें तो शायद हम स्ट्रांग हो जाएंगे जबकि ऐसा हरगिज नहीं है इसका बरअक्स है अगर हमने सिर्फ रुपया स्ट्रांग करने की कोशिश की जो कि हम 1948 से करते चले आ रहे हैं तो हम अपनी कंट्री को वीकन कर रहे हैं अगर हमें अपनी कंट्री को मजबूत करना है 
तो हमें अपनी अपने एक्सचेंज रेट में रियल अंडर वैल्युएशन दो तीन या पांच परसेंट के करीब कंसिस्टेंटली हमें प्रोड्यूस करनी होगी और इसका जो वाहिद तरीका है वो ये है कि हम मार्केट में इंटरफेयर नहीं करें एक्सचेंज रेट को आर्टिफिशियली फिक्स करने की कोशिश नहीं करें मैं यही कह सकता हूँ सिर्फ सब ये बताइए कि तकरीबन मैं देख रहा हूँ पिछले कम कम दो तीन प्रोग्राम शायद हर प्रोग्राम में पर पिछले दो तीन प्रोग्राम में तो खास तौर पे आईएमएफ के प्रोग्राम पे ये लिखा हुआ था कि मार्केट डिटरमिनेंट एक्सचेंज रेट बल्कि मेरी बैठ भी हुई थी वो कौन सी जो डिप्टी डायरेक्टर थी ग्रासीला क्या नाम था उसका वो उससे बैठ भी हुई थी मैंने कहा जी पिछले प्रोग्राम नॉट दिस वन ट्वेंटी वाले में मैंने कहा जी आई विल अश्योर यू दैट दिस प्रोग्राम विल गो फॉर eventually it turned out to have an overvalued exchange rate usne ka bet laga lo and it turned out that the dar effect happened to ab jo market determinant exchange rate phir keh rahe hain to isko kaise central bank kaise interpret karta hai kya market determinant exchange rate ye nahi ki apne reserves na kharche ji mera khayal hai maine bhi yahi apne speech mein maine bhi yahi kaha tha aur agar wo ye kar raha hai सबसे पहले तो मुझे स्कैल नहीं है कि वो ये कर रहा है ठीक है आ, अगर वो ये कर रहा है तो ये सही नहीं कर रहा कि अगर वो एक्सचेंज तो बात कर अभी की बात बिल्कुल नहीं कर रहा मैं वैसे प्रिंसिपल की बात कर रहा हूँ नहीं इन प्रिंसिपल इट इज रॉन्ग अगर ये सिर्फ एक्सचेंज रेट सेल कर रहा है सॉरी रिजर्व सेल कर रहा है एक्सचेंज रेट फिक्स करने के लिए किसी किसी सर्टन वैल्यू में लाने के लिए तो आई थिंक इट्स प्रिंसिपली रॉन्ग ठीक 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 ओके ओके इंटरवेंशन करनी भी है तो सिर्फ वो इतनी करे कुछ अनसर्टेनिटी उसको थोड़ा सा या बहुत ज्यादा वो लिटैलिटी को कवर करने के लिए करें लेकिन अगर हमने अगर इसको बिल्कुल एक बिल्कुल लाइन पे ही फिक्स करना है तो डेफिनेटली वी विल लॉस ऑवर फॉरेन एक्सचेंज रिजर्व्स वी विल लीव थिंग्स इन अनसर्टेन और अल्टीमेटली फिर वो शूट तो होगा ही होगा सर वो मतलब आप उसको तो रोक नहीं सकते हैं तो फिर वो दोनों चीजें लॉस हो जाता है रिजर्व भी और एक्सचेंज रेट भी तो हाथ में कुछ भी नहीं आता सर दिस इज द लॉस ऑफ थैंक यू सर ठीक हफ्ता फ्रॉम यू उन्होंने is granted to state bank of pakistan so that uh, state bank as state bank board of directors as they are doing a good job in terms of 
managing the interest rate, they should do the same for the exchange rate. And if the exchange rate is going in the wrong direction, they should uh, intervene and guide the management to correct the course of action. Unless uh, this is done in a legal manner, you know, uh, it would be difficult to manage the exchange rate properly in Pakistan. But I'm pretty hopeful that uh, as I have seen uh, gradually uh, several amendments in the State Bank of Pakistan Act, which have been giving step-by-step -step independence to the SBP. So it is not yet complete because the exchange rate independence is not there. I hope that uh, it, will, it will be granted at some point of time in the future. ऐसा <laughs> uh board of directors also to be beyond conflict of interest well the same goes for interest rate setting you can say that uh, you know jo aap ka criticism hai wo interest rate pe bhi lagu hota hai but what we have seen is that uh, you know as far as i am concerned my analysis indicates that since uh, <clears throat> interest rate independence was given to state bank of pakistan the monetary policy committee is doing a commendable job okay. in setting interest rates by and large okay. and uh, <clears throat> if it is granted uh, foreign exchange in initially there will be a difficulty <clears throat> and uh, i'm not sure whether the board of directors are ready to take this empowerment you know because it is politically so difficult so it is not that that easy However, there is not just one director. There are, are, I think, eight or nine directors in the State Bank of Pakistan and the Monetary Policy Committee. So, the you know, if there are several members, there is never one view, uh, which is uh, at the board discussion. There are several views, but uh, these are hammered out. And uh, one hopes that committees make a better decision compared to individuals. So it it will grab gradually lead to better outcomes. I think I'm pretty sure about this. Absolutely, no, I appreciate that. Achadi, folks, we had an excellent discussion. I'm very happy that we did this. We will do it again, inshallah. Exchange rate is a very important subject. It's also a difficult subject to discuss. I was also worried about discussing it because, you know, discussion on these things tends to lead to a market reaction, and I don't want PID to be. causing any market reaction so our work is really just to analyze understand what the way things are happening we have no comment on current policy neither do we want to make any comment on the current policy because na hamara wo role aur na hum karna chahte hain so none of this is about current policy it's about the past and it's about the future and i agree with riyas sir that our future should be optimistic of course it is optimistic all countries futures are optimistic it's only a question of how we do things we must do things better that's the whole point jo sajid ne ka bilkul theek hai ke ye hona na hone wali baat jo hai bilkul achhi baat hai but that's what markets are for agar aap market determine rakhein to hona na hona market khud decide kar leti hai 
और एक्सचेंज रेट मेरे लिहाज से तो बिल्कुल ठीक है जाजी ने भी कहा जावेद ने भी कहा इट्स रियली जस्ट अ डिमांड फॉर डॉलर्स यार इट्स रियली जस्ट अ डिमांड फॉर डॉलर्स एंड द डिमांड फॉर डॉलर्स इज डिटर्मिंड बाय लॉट्स ऑफ थिंग्स विद इन द कंट्री अगर आपका ट्रस्ट वेरियस चीज़ें अच्छी हो जाए आप देखते हैं रेमिटेंस भी ऊपर नीचे जाती है इस वजह से क्योंकि जब लोगों का ट्रस्ट बढ़ जाता है लोगों की इंस्टीट्यूशन बेहतर हो जाती हैं तो पॉलिसीज बेहतर हो जाती है तो रेमिटेंस बढ़ जाती है सेम थिंग फॉर एक्सचेंज रेट सो लेट इट जस्ट हैपन अब जो मसला ये है कि क्राइसिस की डेफिनेशन वगैरह वी कैन से बट क्राइसिस की डेफिनेशन बिल्कुल ठीक है साजिद ने कि अगर आप एक्सचेंज रेट मार्केट डिटर्मेंट हो तो क्राइसिस कम ही आता है बिकॉज वो एडजस्ट होती रहती होती रहती खैर और 1997 का क्राइसिस या 2008 का क्राइसिस तो आता ही है और वो फिर काफ़ी दहशत मचाता है बट दैट्स डिफरेंट बट नॉर्मली ठीक हो जाता है द रीजन पॉलिसी बिल्ड्स अप अ क्राइसिस बिकॉज वेन पॉलिसी ट्राइज टू स्टैंड इन फ्रंट ऑफ द मार्केट तो फिर वो डैम की तरह टूटता है एक दफ़ा और फिर वो क्राइसिस कॉल करता है तो इसीलिए हम क्राइसिस को डिफाइन करते हैं एक्सचेंज मार्केट प्रेशर ले ले कुछ ले ले इट्स अ डिस्क्रीट चेंज इन द एक्सचेंज रेट ओवर अ पीरियड ऑफ टाइम एंड दैट कॉजेज अ प्रॉब्लम डिस्टर्ब्स एवरीबडी एंड दैट्स एन इशू हमने देखा है कि एक्सचेंज पांच दफ़ा हमने फेल किया पांच करेंसी क्राइसिस हैं इससे हम अगर कुछ सीख लें तो बड़ी अच्छी बात होगी हमने देखा है कि हमारी एक्सचेंज रेट हमेशा ओवर वैल्यूड रहती है इसको भी अगर हम कुछ सीख लें हमारे हुक्मरान कुछ सीख लें हमारे पॉलिसी में अगर कुछ सीख लें तो अच्छी बात है हमने देखा है सब अग्री करते हैं एक्सचेंज रेट अंडरवैल्यूड होनी चाहिए इसका ये नहीं मतलब कि आप डिवैल्यू करते थे इसका मतलब सिर्फ ये कि आपकी एक होनी चाहिए अंडरवैल्यूड एंड उसके बाद मार्केट ही चलाए मार्केट ही चलाए आप ना करें जैसे चीन करता है जैसे वियटनाम करता है बहुत कंट्रीज ये करती हैं चीज़ तो अच्छी बात है बाकी जो चीज़ है कि अनफॉर्चुनेटली हमारे हमारे यहाँ एक्सचेंज रेट की समझ बहुत कम है अभी भी मैं देखता हूँ बहुत सारे इकोनॉमिस्ट हैं मैं नाम नहीं लेता आप भी पढ़ते हैं मैं भी पढ़ता हूँ बहुत सारे इकोनॉमिस्ट हैं जो कहते हैं अभी भी एक्सचेंज रेट को ना आ, मतलब ओवर वैल्यूड रखो या फिक्स कर दो अभी भी बहुत सारे कल ही एक इकोनॉमिस्ट ने बड़े क्या कहते हैं मशहूर इकोनॉमिस्ट ने यह चीज़ रखा है एक्सचेंज रेट को फिक्स कर दो तो हमारे यहाँ ये भी मसला है और दूसरी चीज़ ये है कि हमारे रिसर्चर्स मैं देखता हूँ हमारे थीसीज भी हमारे जो लोग काम कर रहे हैं बहुत कम काम एक्सचेंज रेट पे हो रहा है हालांकि इट्स सच एन इम्पॉर्टेंट वेरिएबल और आपने कितने सवाल उठाए हैं जरा मेनी वेज टू लोक पॉलिटिकल इकोनॉमी ले लें जनरल इकोनॉमी ले लें या मॉडल्स ले लें तो दैट्स वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट फाइनल चीज़ जो मैं कहूँगा कि वो स्टेट बैंक को खास तौर पर और हमारे रिसर्चर्स को भी कि खुदारा खुदारा छोड़ दें कॉपिंग ये बंदर नहीं है हम हम इंसान हैं हम अक्लमंद इंसान हैं ये जो आई ने ये किया हम कॉपी कर रहे हैं आई ने ये किया कॉपी कर रहे हैं खुदा के वास्ते ऐसे कोई तरक्की नहीं करता जब चाइना ने तरक्की की उन्होंने आईएमएफ को कॉपी नहीं किया सिंगापुर ने तरक्की की उन्होंने आईएमएफ को कॉपी नहीं किया जिस मुल्क ने तरक्की की उन्होंने अपना माइंड मेकअप करके अपना क्या कहते हैं सोच के लिहाज से काम किया कॉपियर्स नेवर मेक इट एंड इफ यू रिमेन कॉपियर्स इफ यू रिमेन मंकीज वी विल नॉट ग्रो तो हमारा फ्यूचर ऑप्टमिस्टिक तभी होगा वेन वी स्टॉपिंग मंकीज एंड रियली बिगिन टू अंडरस्टैंड टॉक लाइक दिस विच इज वाई वी डू अबार एज ऑफन एज पॉसिबल so thank you very much folks now we will take up on the 25th um on kaizam's birthday the issue of the grand national dialogue grand national dialogue ki baat ho rahi hai in terms of the politicians hum karenge grand national um usko kahenge grand national intellectual dialogue on reform ke reform ke bagair grand national dialogue karne ka fayda hai koi nahi to aapki isme शमूलियत बहुत जरूरी है बिकॉज प्लीज कम एंड टेल अस वॉट रिफॉर्म शुड हैपन वॉट शुड वी डू टू मेक अ वाइब्रेंट इकॉनमी एज रियामिस्टिक फ्यूचर इट इज द इकोनॉमिक रिफॉर्म इंस्टीट्यूशन बिल्डिंग थैंक यू वेरी मच फोक्स इनशाला सी यू एट द नेक्स्ट वेबिनार
thank you very much for being with us. Thank you for helping us. Riyas Sab, special thank you to you for coming. And everybody else, Hafsa and Jalil, thank you for, you know, um, participating. All the best. Khuda Hafiz. Hafiz. Thank you, Nadeem. Thank you.